This is a podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Straits Times and The Business Times where we break down actionable financial tips. I'm Ernest Lewis and my co-host is Chris Lim and this episode is aimed at how you can directly invest in yourself and your skills. We've talked about hobbies, we even talked about wine investment in previous episodes. But Chris, how are you? And you wanted to tell us how we can directly invest in ourselves, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think, as you mentioned, we've talked about investing in finding things in life for yourself. But yeah. uh, this has been the elephant in the room. We've we've actually been meaning to get around to this, right? Because <laughs> yeah. investing in your skills should be front and center. So that's what we're talking about today. It's not just skills for life. I mean, it's skills that you can use, not just now, but also in the future. Absolutely. And if you're interested in investing in your skills, I mean, there are a few steps you have to do right now. If you're Singaporean, it's simple. Before you do anything else, find out how much skills future credit you have. Mm. And these are funds provided by the government to Singaporeans. You should have about $500 if you haven't used them before. Yes, and that's an opening credit of $500 and all Singaporeans aged 25 and above will mm-hmm. have that from January 2016. Mm-hmm. And that really is money already in your hands, right? Yeah, so that's step one, okay? okay. If you're Singaporean, go to skillsfuture.sg or download the app, log in with your SingPass, which you should have too, and find out how much credit you have. And from then, you can jump off to see if there's anything you want to spend it on. So that's if you're Singaporean. If you're not, if you're PR, if you're neither PR nor a citizen, you should still look at upgrading yourself. It's just that you may have to be spending your own money completely out of pocket. That might still be worth your while if you have some specific personal or career goals to work towards. So if you're not Singaporean, fret not. Pen and paper, go and figure out what skills you could upgrade in your current career that could move the needle for yourself career-wise. Or if you are happy where you are in terms of your career, or you feel you need to develop your hobbies or have something to explore that you haven't explored before, do that too. Ask yourself, what have I always wanted to do? What's on your bucket list that you could attend a course to work towards? That's, That's the other step if you're not Singaporean. And uh, I find that it was useful to even look at the website also because they've broken down into various categories. You're talking about SkillsFuture, SkillsFuture right? SkillsFuture.sg. Yeah. Uh, there are various categories. It applies to whether you're a student or you're an employee or an employer uh, or you're just learning throughout life. And even in the employees' categories, it breaks it down for you, whether you're early career or mid-career. And that's yeah. the thing. So we say skills future, and some of you may tune out and say, I know about skills future. If you checked it out four years ago, you might want to check in again because there are some courses that have fallen out. But actually, the many more that have come on. You can download the app, the iOS and Android apps. You can go to the website. You will see there are almost 25,000 certified courses. So that's a lot. Ranging from hardcore stuff directly related to your work, you know, coding courses, uh, Mm. programming courses, all the way to basic coffee barista, (laughs) all right, basic pet groomer, dog. So that's dog grooming. Oh, that's covered as well. Yes, basic floral skills in making hand bouquets, which could be directly related to your job if you're in the floral industry. Or it could be something you always wanted to do. Or you wanted to upskill yourself so that you can just buy flowers and make it yourself and not have to pay a premium for professionally done bouquets. Culinary techniques. So yes, you can do cooking courses using your SkillsFuture credit. 
And that sort of beefs you up in terms of possibilities, even if it's to get a part-time job or yep. a new job or something. Of like course, yeah. again, the first question people will be asking is, how much is this going to cost me? So the amount of subsidy varies. If this is MOE-related, it could be everything from three-quarters of the fees covered to almost all of it covered. If this is not an MOE-related course, it could be about half all the way to, you know, 90%. So it varies, okay? But for the heavily subsidized courses, it really is, you know, it's a $2,000 course and you pay 200 bucks. I mean, we talk about basic pet groomer. Full fee is 350 okay? There's some others where the unsubsidized fee is 2000 The net fee, what you pay is 200 bucks. So it pays actually to stop surfing on your own and actually just start surfing this website for a while, actually. Yes. See, what's the mindset that you tried to get yourself into? Did you try and look back on all your skills, look back at your life, look back at your interests, wow, and then you, see? You're getting really philosophical, yeah. Ernest. Yeah. No, I, didn't, I wasn't so philosophical. <laughs> it's very simple. I asked myself, what courses might I be interested in? Among those courses, either write it down or type out in your phone. It helps, you know, to organize it somewhere, even if it's a screen. And see if you have a mixture of SkillsFuture certified and non-certified, okay? And if you've got a mixture, you might want to consider doing the SkillsFuture ones first. And if you aren't qualified for SkillsFuture, if you're not Singaporean, then you prioritize based on interest and relevance to your career. So that's why I remember the first step was, are you looking at something to advance your career? If it is, uh, leave out all the barista stuff if you're not in that industry. Okay. Focus on business courses, accountancy courses, legal framework courses, coding courses. If actually you say, I don't want, I need work-life balance, I don't want any professional development courses, then you do the opposite. Leave out the hardcore courses and focus on things that you might not otherwise have looked at or might not have had the time to look into, such as flower arrangement or pet grooming or cooking. And many people find cooking very therapeutic if that's not your job. But we all need to eat, right? That's something that's very popular. Culinary courses, and they're subsidized. Now, if you like these tips so far, do subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple's podcast app, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like and rate us. Back to my conversation with Chris on skills future and especially upgrading and upskilling and investing in yourself. So Chris, you recently uh, use your skills future subsidy or actually, tell us no. about okay. it. Yeah. Interesting you should bring this up. This actually dovetails into my earlier point about putting down on paper what courses you want to go into or what areas of interest you want to develop and divide them into subsidized and non-subsidized. Mm. So I actually paid out of my pocket for a wine course, so yeah. a certified specialist of wine CSW as well as French wine scholar. I paid about almost $3,000 without any subsidy because that was before these courses became SkillsFuture certified. Okay. So actually, that's why I say go for those subsidized first because you never know those that aren't subsidized yet might become subsidized down the road. So I could have saved myself a few hundred bucks, at least five, you know, maybe 500 bucks, right, in terms of credit, if I had waited a bit. But then again, at that point, there was nothing else I wanted to do. And I was doing a lot of wine-related events and awards. Uh, I ran wine awards <laughs> at BT for three years. Yeah. So I felt I needed to upskill myself then. So that's a justification. If there's nothing else that's subsidized and there's a pressing need to upskill yourself there, just go for it. Okay. Just bear in mind that if it's not urgent, if you wait a few years, it might become <laughs> subsidized. So yeah, 
some could say I spent more than I could have gotten away spending. Yeah. So that's one example. Okay. Then there's a course I went for recently, two weeks ago, certified Scrum product owner. So this is directly related to work. Okay. At BT, we follow Agile Scrum framework, developing our platforms in two-week sprints. Right. And this course is almost $2,000. I'm lucky enough that our company sponsored me for this, but if you want to go for something similar yourself, again, ask yourself, does this move the needle for you? Mm. If it's just something that you want for personal interest, that's a lot of money to spend for personal interest. You might be better off doing a barista course for a few hundred dollars mm. or less than spending $2,000 for professional development. But obviously, in your case, the company and also you yourself, you are in a role as the Business Times digital editor, so you do see that there's a need for you to learn how to do things in a quick turnaround. Absolutely. So coming back yeah. to step one and two, right? So step one, if you're a Singaporean, check your skills future credit. Step two, which is actually step one if you're not Singaporean, the next step anyway, is prioritize. Put down all the things you want to develop, upskill yourself in, and see what's subsidized, what's not. And then step three is see which move the needle in the areas that are important to you. So moving the needle could be not necessarily in your career. I want to move the needle in work-life balance. That means you do more non-work-related stuff. Mm. I want to move the needle for my career. means you obviously focus on career-related stuff. And seeing as there are 25,000 skills future credited courses, you need to focus, otherwise you spend all your time surfing. Yeah. And uh, earlier this year, the authorities said there were plans to enhance the My Skills Future portal. In fact, uh, users will be able to create an e-passport listing their e-certificates from learning. Actually, if you download the My Skills Future app, there's a Skills Passport tab. You tap on it and it'll show you what certificates you have at the moment and you can manually add stuff as well. So yeah, yeah, go check it out. It's a good way to give yourself a skills audit as well as fill out your profile. And the other things, okay, so there's the annual Skills Future Festival. I mean, this year, there's a bizarre... When's that? It kicks off on June 28th with the Skills Future Festival Forum, which instantly BT is organizing and I'm moderating. But then it extends all the way to August 11th. The whole series of events, community learning festivals at five CDCs, talks, workshops masterclasses. So actually, if you're not sure where to start, the Skills Future Festival is a great jumping off point, especially if you have Skills Future credit. All right. So do take a note of that. We'll post details of that in our podcast text. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. We hope you like these latest tips. Please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like and rate us. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.